Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Here we are, dear ones, another Tuesday. Another opportunity for baby steps to change, for positive radiant alchemy. I'm so glad that you're joining me again on another journey, another opportunity for growth. So there are two ideas that have been sort of continually popping up in the last week. And so I feel sort of equally called to both of them. And I'm hoping, since I don't have anything specifically written down and outlined, that I'll just be guided to give you the information that you need and maybe see if we can get these two ideas blended together. So I'm just going to take a deep breath and get centered. And I'm going to encourage you to also take a deep breath and get centered because it's always a good time to just pause and take a deep breath. So breathe with me for a moment and then we'll just sort of see where today goes. Doesn't that feel amazing? Just stopping to take one deep breath. <laughs> it's unbelievable. All the things we have for free, you know? So the first thing that's been sort of popping into my mind off and on is, um, and I may have touched on this before, so if it's a repeat, uh, I apologize. But if I'm repeating it now, it's because it's worth repeating. So Several years ago, when I was taking a continuing ed class to renew my massage license, I had the most wonderful teacher. She was really sort of saucy and sassy and didn't sugarcoat anything. And we were having this discussion about the ethics of money. And she said, I don't ever want to hear you say, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. If you can't afford something, it's because it hasn't become important enough to you. And I thought that was just the most striking observation. And at first I got a little, you know, riled, thinking that's not true. Not everyone has the same income. Not everyone has the same opportunities or the same means. But as I really have thought about it over the years and observed it in my own life and observed it with my client, I think that is actually a very true statement. And it's not just about money. I think it's about any kind of positive change. So her example was that she was a person that didn't really require a lot of things. Um, she lived very modestly in, you know, a nice manufactured double wide trailer. She drove a very modest car, um, but her time was really important to her. So she paid someone to come and clean her house once a week. And she also um, enlisted the help of like a landscaper or a gardener because her gardens were very important to her and uh, she wanted them to be beautiful and presentable and so those were the things that were important to her. Now certainly she could have probably lived in something that was a level up from a trailer if she wanted to but that wasn't important to her. Having a clean home and a nice yard and garden were and that's where she wanted to put her extra money. And so I've thought about this over time and I've worked with all different ages of people from 
um, children and teenagers all the way up through people in the final seasons of their life. And, you know, I've watched women find ways to afford Botox and plastic surgery, um, even though they still have student debt or something of that nature. And so that really got me thinking about just change in general. And one of the biggest things that we work on in coaching is procrastination and motivation. And so again, I think this rings true, not just in terms of money, but in terms of any change. If something is not important enough to you, you will always find a way or a reason not to do it, not to have it, not to achieve it. So I just want you to sort of keep that thought in the back of your head. If you can't afford something, it's not important enough to you. Or if you haven't made a change, it's not important enough to you. Um, the thing that, that saddens me, but I don't want you to be disheartened because this is such a universally common thread, is that we wait for something epic and tragic to rock us and suddenly decide that something is important enough to us. So, um, you know, for example, if you're someone that has a lot of panic attacks or anxiety and it starts to get to the point that now you're having insomnia or you're having heart palpitations or you, you know, start developing pretty significant uh, GI issues. That's your body giving you a wake-up call. That's a call to come back to center, to come back to your truth. If you ignore those, what needs to happen next for you to recognize the need for change? Do you need to end up having some kind of emergency surgery? Do you need to end up having a heart attack? Um, do you need to end up having an auto accident because you're so tired from not sleeping that you wreck your car, the universe will continue sending you signals until you get the message. And what makes me sad, but again, is so, so, so common, so don't blame or berate or judge yourself if this is you, is that things will keep getting worse until finally, one day, we'll say, I can't do this anymore. There has to be a better way. And so... I want you to decide right now, in this very moment, this moment right here, that whatever it is that you're striving for or need is important enough to you. I don't want to hear any excuses about money or work or genetics or support systems. Um, those are all peripheral things that we can work around and adjust and recalibrate. The change has to start with you. You have to decide that it's important enough. So whether that is something financial, and I know that I've given this example before, such as, you know, going back to school and saying, I don't have the money, I can't afford it. But then we sit and look at the income you would be losing over 10 or 20 or 40 years by not investing in an education that would significantly increase your income. Um, so there's no excuse in that sense to say it's not important enough to me. If you are someone who is very overweight and now developing those peripheral health issues like high blood pressure or um, diabetic or things of that nature, 
you cannot afford the luxury of saying, I don't have time, I can't, I don't have time to exercise, I don't have the money to eat healthy, my life is too stressful, nobody in my house supports me. It has to start with you and I don't want you to wait until something tragic or drastic happens to make that change. And I certainly could give you easily 20 examples off the top of my head, but out of respect for confidentiality um, and for clients that I'm continuing to work with, I don't feel like I can share any um, stories uh, just to protect the privacy and sacredness of the coaching that I do with my clients. So I'll see if I can, as I'm chatting here, sort of come up with a generic example um, or, you know, even just, I'm sort of feeling called just to tell you about just even a shift in attitude. So there was a long period of time where uh, my husband and I struggled financially because he'd been laid off and it was before I had my diagnosis and I really wasn't able to work much at all. And we definitely collectively got into this pattern of just believing that life had to be hard and that we had to struggle and that we were never going to get back on track. And so of course the universe then would start to mirror those things with, you know, an extra bill or a car needing repair or another medical treatment. Um, you know, all these little hiccups where it was like, oh, you just keep getting hit with things. And then we had our own significant wake up calls um, both of us had something very significant happen in our own personal lives. And we just sort of looked at each other one day and said, okay, it's time to stop just existing. It's time to just give up the assumption that we need to live in mediocrity or just getting by. And it's really time to start living. And so that's what we did. And we sort of put the cart before the horse in a couple of things but it was just that notion of showing the universe that we were serious about changing our perspective and changing our belief system and not waiting for anything else catastrophic to happen. And so we really started shifting how we did things and um, have had a very happy last couple of seasons of life as we've sort of gone on this new path together of just deciding that we're just as worthy and deserving and blessed as everyone else and have done some things that have been on the bucket list for a long time and um, sure in all honesty maybe there were times where we spent money on something that could have been better spent or more responsibly spent on something else but I think at some point you have to look at each other and say, when we look back, are we going to go back and say, oh, thank God that we lived so frugally that we never had any credit card debt? Or, hey, remember that year when we wanted to go to Jamaica, but instead we used our tax refund to um, just put in a savings account or pay off that credit card? That's what we opted to do this year. We got, we got a little money back from taxes, and so we decided to take a little long weekend trip. That's what we did. And you know what? The month after that, we had some unexpected expenses where that tax refund would have come in handy, but oh well. I know that we will look back and be so happy remembering that trip that we took together. And again, it was about that belief system that we were worthy of fun, 
positive experiences and creating good memories and not living in a place of needing to struggle. And so now, you know, we have these little unexpected expenses that came up and we're rolling with it and we're figuring it out, but we're not living in that space of, oh my God, it's always something. How are we going to get by? And so that's what I want for you, my dear ones. Um, I try not to tell you a personal story every single week because I know that you're not tuning in to hear about me and my life. But out of, again, out of respect for clients' confidentiality, um, sometimes my own life is the only example that I can give you. So, um, but again, universally, there are lots of people who are overweight, dangerously overweight, And, you know, you hear all the excuses under the sun. I don't have time. I don't feel well enough. The gym is too far away. Nobody else in my house wants to eat healthy. I can eat healthy, but they're still going to have chips. Well, at that point, you need to look at yourself and have a hard conversation. Because you know what? I've lived with all kinds of different people. And for the last 10 or 15 years, not one person that I've lived with eats my diet, not one. So you know what? When we travel for Thanksgiving, I take my food for Thanksgiving. If we go on vacation, I make my food and take it on vacation. There are no excuses. And I know I can vividly remember a point in time when um, we were staying with my mother and I just asked her not to have ice cream in the house. So just don't have any ice cream in the house because if it's there, I'll eat it. And I don't want to be tempted. I really want to stick to how I'm supposed to be eating. And of course, you know, the first day she comes back with ice cream and I was so angry. I was so angry. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's her house and she has the right to have ice cream. And it's only my responsibility, mine and no one else's, to make sure that I don't eat the ice cream. And the same is true for you. If you are not exercising, if you are not eating correctly, if you are spending money irresponsibly, You need to look at yourself. There is no one else for you to blame. It is no one else's fault. It is no one else's problem. And I'm saying this from a place of tremendous love and as a person who spent many, many years thinking that things outside of me had to change before I could change. So I'm just trying to speak to you because I feel like I've encountered too many people in the last week that are in the wrong paradigm and going down the wrong path. And I don't want them or you or anyone else I know to wait for something awful to happen. We don't need to have the rug ripped out from under us to make positive change or to decide that something is important enough to us. I don't want you to wake up and, you know, someone you love has died and you've missed an opportunity or whatever. You have a injury or major illness or you get laid off life is going to bring you hardships and suffering that's part of the deal you need to decide within yourself right now today that no matter what happens you're going to honor the glory and the beauty and the perfection of your own existence of your body of this gift this day this chance at life I can't tell you how many sunsets I've been able to watch this spring that have just been breathtaking. And my first thought is that my Aunt Rose isn't here to see it. 
um, because she loved the color purple so much. And we just had these glorious pink and purple and golden hues in these sunsets. And I'm here to see it, and she's not. So this day is a gift. You know, you have a headache, you have diarrhea, you stubbed your toe, you got a flat tire, whatever. You're here. This is a gift. This is an opportunity. So what is it that you need to do or achieve in your life? And is it important enough to you? Now, here's the other piece of the puzzle that I want to talk about just for a minute. I'm hoping this will all flow together for you. If you need any clarification on anything you know, you can email me or call me at any time. So here's the other little piece that I want you to work on this week. Number one is digging down deep and really being honest about one big change that you need to make in your life. And then write down all the things that you find are obstacles and all of the things that you feel you personally are able to do. And remember, we're doing it in baby steps. So... If I use the example of, say, losing weight, I don't want you to go home and say, okay, I'm not going to eat any bread. I'm not going to drink any soda. I'm not going to have any ice cream before bed. I'm going to walk after dinner. I'm only going to eat half as much as I usually do. Those are five things, and they all feel like something small, but that's distressing to your existence when it's a pattern that you're used to. So I would say start with one of those things. Maybe every night this week, you don't have any bread with dinner. And then maybe next week, you also give up soda. I would love for you to give up soda. I would love for you to walk every night. Do one thing at a time to demonstrate success to yourself. Because what happens is, if you decide you're going to do five things, you're only going to get a couple days in, and one or two or three of those things are going to fall off, and you're going to feel like a failure, and you're going to put your hands up in the air and go, see, I can't do it. It's not worth it. I'm just going to stay overweight and unhealthy. It is unacceptable. Start with one little thing. Baby steps to change, always. So again, the second part of this is practice makes perfect. You have to practice. So When women come to me and say, why is it so hard to change? Why is it so hard to do the things that I need to do? Well, it's because you formed a really hard, long, deeply entrenched habit. You have developed a habit of not exercising. You have developed a habit of shopping to um, comfort or numb yourself. You have developed a habit of negative thinking and self-critical thinking. Those are things that you're practicing all day, every day. If you want to turn things around, you have to practice. So often what I will recommend in my coaching things is take something away and add something in. So if we're going to do something dietary, stop drinking soda this week, add a probiotic or some kombucha or kefir or something fermented to rebuild your gut biome. Um, If we're talking about, you know, something financial, You could even combine those things. So, you know, I'm not going to order anything off of QVC this week. Well, whatever money you would have spent, you know, say there's something on there you see you want, it's $25. Take that $25, open a savings account or put it in an envelope and then put it in a, you know, like a lockbox. And that can be your vacation fund. And at the end of the year, your reward for saving your money and breaking that habit is that you get to go somewhere. 
So we always want to take something out that's unhealthy, but we want to add something that's positive. So we don't always feel like we're just losing anything, um, but also that we're gaining things. And it's practice. It's practice, practice, practice. Easiest example I can give you is a million years in a row, my New Year's resolution was to floss my teeth. I never did it. And then I started having a lot of problems with my teeth and I ended up needing to have braces again and it was really critical to keep my mouth really clean with the braces. So I started flossing every day. And at first I hated it. It hurt, my gums bled, it didn't feel good. It was like five extra minutes when I just wanted to go to bed. I thought it sucked. Now, if I miss a day flossing my teeth, I cannot stand how my mouth feels. So somewhere along the line, it shifted from something that I didn't like, that I didn't feel like I had time for, that I really didn't want to do, to something that I actually really value because it's good for my mouth. It makes my mouth feel good. I feel healthier. I know I'm taking care of myself. And I miss it if I don't do it. And I find this a lot with my clients. So I have one client um, who determined that truly her day and her life and her schedule were so busy that the only way that she truly could exercise and stick with it would be to get up at 5 a.m. every day. And for the first month, she hated it. She hated it, hated it. She was Every day she was ready to quit, but she committed to doing it, you know, maybe not every single day, but aiming for every day for a month. And now it's been two years. Um, you know, she might take a week off if she goes on vacation or something like that. But for the most part, if she doesn't get her run in, she now doesn't feel good. Where in the beginning, the running sucked. She was exhausted. Her legs hurt. Her knees hurt. She didn't want to be up at 5 a.m. Now it's kind of like her sacred little time with herself. The world is still quiet. Nobody has any needs or expectations or obligations for her. It's just her time with herself honoring the gift of her body. And she gets it out of the way and she feels really good the rest of the day. So... Some of it is giving it time, but it's practicing, practicing and practicing and practicing. I cannot emphasize that enough. So number one, look at a change you need to make and analyze the things that are in the way and what you can do to make that happen. Do it in baby steps. Number two, practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. And be kind to yourself. Above all else, be kind to yourself. Think about how you would treat a child or your best friend. We don't berate a child because they don't know how to tie their shoe the first time. We give them patience. We give them encouragement. We give them support. We give them praise. We let them try as many times as they need to until they figure out how to tie their shoes on their own or ride a bike without training wheels or whatever example. Whatever example you want to give. And the same is true with our friendships. When our friends are trying to make positive change or give up a bad behavior, whether it's smoking or drinking or one night stands, we don't berate them. We don't judge them. We don't criticize them. We give them love and encouragement and we wait to see them bloom and unfold. And you need to offer that same, those same qualities to yourself. So treat yourself as tenderly and gently as you would treat a child who's trying to learn something. So whatever you pick this week, think of it like learning to tie your shoe. You're going to figure it out and you're going to get there, right? I mean, Mozart didn't compose his symphony in a day. You're not going to, you know, Olympic athletes don't win a gold medal after running for a week. It, 
it's practice. It's practice that makes it become natural and it's a skill. Everything that you do is just a skill that needs to be developed. So if you're not there yet, it's just a skill that you need to learn. It's nothing more than that. There is no one, I mean, I guess there are different levels of intelligence, but in terms of reaching goals, there's no one that is smarter than you or more qualified than you or more capable than you. It's just a matter of getting rid of your obstacles, deciding it's important enough, and then practicing that positive change with kindness. So I hope that all came together well. Please reach out to me if you need any support at all. I love transformation stories. There's nothing that makes me happier than hearing about people's success. So please reach out. Let me know how this episode served you and I will connect with you next week. Have a wonderful evening, dear ones. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net or send me an email at ray at sheeler.net. Hope to hear from you soon.